You Can't Make This Up podcast, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Hey, Dizzle. We back. We live. Y'all listening to this on tape delay. Uh, episode 256. We got a lot to get into. We ain't got a lot of time. People got to go to work today. People got to go show houses. People got to go cut the grass. People got to go to the grocery store. <laughs> Let's get into this. Fellas, how was the week? Is it? It's crazy, man. I think last episode, I don't know what I said, bruh. I was so drunk. It was kind of wild, bruh. I couldn't even get into... Well, actually, a lot of this stuff didn't unfold that last episode, bruh. Um, I think I left off with just the AC not working. <laughs> I didn't yes. even talk about my wife losing a tooth. <laughs> I what? <did. laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Yo, this trip was one for the ages, man. It was good, and then there was some bad for sure. So the, I think we left off at just there not being any AC. So that part yeah. was miserable just because we were so drunk. I don't know if you've ever been drunk, but in the hotel, you had to keep ordering water because you can't just drink it out the faucet, you know what I'm saying? So you have to keep getting room service, keep getting bottled waters. Um, so we was running low on waters at the maximum height of our drunkness and the maximum heat. We had to, had to keep ordering waters. So my wife... Uh, Rewind a little bit. We we ended up linking up with some folks that was on their honeymoon. That we just to know. give people uh, context, this is uh, an anniversary trip for Dizzle yes. and his wife to Cancun, Mexico. All inclusive. Continue. All inclusive. Yeah. So our friends that ended up getting married maybe uh, a month prior meet up, met us up there. They was on their honeymoon and kind of low key surprised us or whatever. And uh, we got drunk with them. So we're at the beach. And I guess the uh, the other wife lost something in, in the ocean. Mm. So my wife is like looking at her and she's yelling my wife's name. And she's low key sounding like she's drowning. She's eyes closed, water spitting out of her mouth. So my wife goes over there to try to help her. Like, yo, what's going on? A wave just smacks, a wave smacks my wife in the face, bro. And she already got like a retainer tooth. Smacks that shit, tooth gone. So that's just by the wave. The wave, bro, gave her a mink mink in the mouth, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. So she came back toothless. I'm like, yo, what's being the kid? Like the whole bodyboarding and getting into like. And I got smacked by some waves, but I ain't never been smacked by a wave where I could think my tooth could come out. Yeah. Like it, was, it was already a falsy. It, it wasn't like a regular tooth. It was one that can pop in and out with her because she has a retainer. So I guess her mouth was open. The wave hit her with an uppercut, and the retainer just flew out, was gone. Man. So Damn. that's part of That's just one piece of it, along with the no AC on day two. But then also that same day, I was wearing my contacts, and I think something was wrong. Is wrong with my contacts that I figured out. But my eyes were so red that night, and then I woke up the next morning. They were just bloodshot red, watering. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I couldn't even keep my eyes open, man. So day three, we didn't even get to do nothing just because I was out of commission. My wife was drunk. She was sick in the morning. So day three was a talked up because we both was just <laughs> on bed rest so we ended up getting a, a new room with better ac day three but we still didn't get to do anything did you get the pool uh, the pool was amazing yeah the pool was great that was the one of the better parts of the trip was that private pool so that worked out and then day four we ended up like getting into an argument so shit hit the fan. It got it got bad. Like we had dinner on the beach reserved. We ended up canceling that. And then day Damn. five, we had to go. <laughs> Happy <And> anniversary. This- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. This sounds like a like a like a twenty-ish turnt anniversary trip. That's what this sounds like. It was it was definitely crazy. We got to go back. It sounds like an episode it, of Martin. <laughs> it that that does it does actually. 
That does how long, funny. So what, what what was the official count on how long y'all didn't have no heat? Because I'm telling you, I listened back to that pod, and that shit had me crying laughing. Just You could tell how lit you was and how miserable you was, and every question we asked didn't really matter because you was miserable and hot. I, I, I just remember like being like this. like I couldn't even be into it because I thought I was about every, to throw up. For half the pie, everything refrained back to like, man, I don't know, man. It's just too hot right now. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> that shit so, was so funny. It was, it was bad. It, it had to have been at least five or six hours. We Ooh. we slept through it because when we got back from the beach, it had to be maybe four because we did the podcast around what seven y'all time or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we was already no AC for a couple of hours and was just sleep trying to sleep through it. Did the podcast for an hour, no AC. Went back to sleep. Wasn't no AC uh, until maybe I woke up at midnight just to get something to, something to eat. And there was, I guess, AC then. So it was yeah. at least six hours. Oof. Double damn. Well, glad you made it through, man. All <laughs> in all, like, all in all, how would you rate this trip? I've been on some great trips, some 10 out of 10, some 9 out of 10s. Uh, because of the AC, because they gave us the wrong room starting out, which contributed to probably some of the arguing, uh, I give it a six out of 10 with, with book- everything include, like everything that occurred, even not even on the hotel, but for the whole trip, I give it a six. Okay. Would you, would you book with the website again? Yes, I will say that was a plus out of doing this is seeing that the website is legitimate and everything worked out. There wasn't no hiccups with the website. Cool. cool. <laughs> Killer had to get that for his own personal. Hey, I just got to know, man. I'm about to turn 40 next year. I got plans to make, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The website is solid. Flight Flights went smooth. Um, hotel check-in and check-out was smooth. What about you, Keller? What you get into this week? Man, um, almost had a super amazing week. Um, had a bunch of things out of my control happen to me this week. Uh, we'll start with um, my best friend. Y'all know Shy Smoke. We finally getting this, some shows booked and getting on the road this year. And we had a show to do with the artist named Duke Deuce. He's from Memphis. Um, we had a show to do Friday with him, but uh, earlier that week, we got a message from the promoter that Dude Deuce had COVID. Mm. So the show got canceled for Friday. So it was a, it was a bunch of energy, uh, getting ready for all this, getting getting you know smoke from LA today in, and it was fortunate that it was his dad's birthday as well, so he wasn't coming home for just that. But um, the show got canceled. So we didn't get to do the the do-do show, but we do have other shows coming up this month. So that was one kind of like super bummed out moment. And then uh, to to kind of re- re- get get my energy back up, try to go to the concert and uh, spend about eight minutes at the concert. Um, literally got there, getting the wife to like getting our seats. She's trying to see where her friends are. And I get a call from my mom that my stepdad was in an accident. He drives semis. Mm. So all we knew was that he was in an accident, and um, that was it. So she was kind of in a panic, kind of trying to figure out what was what, trying to call. He wasn't, she wouldn't get no answer. So me being, you know, I was in Huber, 10 minutes, 15 minutes from mom's house. I was like, I'm going to go check on mom. So I left the concert, went to go holler at moms, watched the concert on Facebook Live. But um, stepdad's doing okay. Good, uh, good, he, good. He, he, got a, he got rear-ended. I'm going to send you out a picture because it's like kind of podcast worthy. He got rear-ended by somebody in a car, and their car got completely, like, they must have not braked. Like, their car is just crushed up against the back of his semi. But he's fine, was able to finish his route, able to drive the truck home. So. He was down in Indiana, but that was a, a nervous couple hours, so I uh, didn't get a chance to see Silk and Genuine, and I didn't get to hear uh, uh, <laughs> Keith Sweat talk about the Henny. Um, yeah, buddy. All, all, all that was kind of uh, on Facebook and not live, and uh, it looked like it was an amazing show, though. I mean, the, the wife said she loved it, uh, super appreciative. She said it was a dope show, So, but it was just a... A week of of, of of what could have been, and it ended up being just a regular week of just my life. But uh, <laughs> all in all, I ain't complaining. 
So we still yeah. on the right side of the grass. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. Once again, I'm glad your step pops was cool, man. You know, whenever you might hear about a car accident, man, you know, your your first thoughts is all oh, shit because you never exactly. know, man. And then the semis, them them don't end well just because it's so big and exactly. taking up the whole highway. I drove a box truck for a couple of years, and uh, that truck could hold ten or ten or twelve skids of stuff. Semis can hold, you know, 30, 30, 35 skids of stuff. So just the sheer amount of weight they hold and uh, stopping at a dime, you know, like it's hard. Like the truck might stop, but the weight behind it ain't stopped. So the weight going to push that truck onward. So I'm just driving a box truck and, and, and knowing what a, what a heavy load feels like. You never know what could happen with a semi. You know, it, it could be ugly. So we were definitely fortunate to hear he had just a little fender bender on his end. The other car was total. But on mm-hmm. his end, yeah. he was straight. So, mm. man, as the home ownership turns, man, you know, it Uh-oh. just it it is nothing. It's nothing major. It was, so, um, our outside spigot has been leaking for mm-hmm. quite a while, actually. Mm-hmm. And you know, it started out as a bloop, bloop. <laughs> Eventually, it turned into bloop, bloop, bloop. And then it was just like, oh shit! So you know, we we called up a uh, a plumber, actually the same guy that put in our uh, hot water heater and everything like that. Um, you know, so we threw a bucket out there because you know you don't want constant water running into your foundation. So we were playing the bucket game, and then um, you know we went to Chicago, so we went and got like one of them big ass totes from the garage that like hold like five gallons of water, rigged it up underneath there. It lasted the whole time we was in Chicago and everything like that. So I was like, all right, well, we just going to rock with this until he come out here because he was all backed up and everything. And then the wife was like, well, when the last time you talked to him? I was like, that's a good question. I was like, I don't even remember. Come to find out, I asked him to come out like middle of July. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. So I hit him <laughs> back up. like, hey, man, just touching base. Uh, see if he was going to come see us. Like, you know what? I totally forgot about you. So Damn. we could have had this fixed prior to. So... He comes out or whatever, um, basically uh, puts a new washer on it. You know what I'm saying? So it stopped leaking. Perfect. It's like, yo, when you get home, turn the water back on on the inside and check it outside to make sure it's not leaking. And if it is, I have to come back and uh, do some other stuff. So I come back to the crib, turn the water on. The damn line on the inside starts leaking. Mm. Like, a whole gushing situation. So I'm like, oh, shit. So I turn it off, and it's a constant drip when it's turned off from the valve from the inside. So I, I immediately called him. I was like, man, because it's on the inside. It's like inside of a closet, like right on carpet. I'm like, yo, I can't operate like this. So, yeah. like, he tried to give me some pointers because he's doing a job, like, in Middletown or whatever. And uh, I got some raggedy-ass pliers that I couldn't get no good grip with. I'm out here stripping the the damn nut and everything like that. I was like, man, I'm about to break some shit. Let me stop. He's like, I can come out there tomorrow, whatever, whoopie whoop. So he come out, he do his thing, he get it off, off, but he lay it on. We check the faucet outside, it's not dripping. So I'm like, all right, cool. He comes like super early in the morning, like nine, 10 o'clock. So before I leave for work, I just do a quick double check. Still a little dripping action going on. I'm like, ain't this a bitch? So I turn <laughs> it off. I turn it off. I hit him up like, yo. It's, it's, it's dripping. I turned it off. Looks like the uh, when I turned the valve off, it stopped the dripping and everything like that. So I'm rocking like that. Not that I use the outside speaker like that, but still, like, you don't want some shit that could turn worse, especially mm-hmm. a pipe inside of a wall. You know what I mean? So I got to call him back again to have him come back out here and take a look at this shit, man. This home ownership shit, man. When shit start to go wrong and you can't fix it yourself, it just become a hassle, bro. It's a hassle mm-hmm. and a half, man. So fast forward to Friday, uh, like Killer was talking about, the Keith Sweat, Genuine, and Silk Show. We get out to the roads and everything like that. It's an amazing show. Genuine out there uh, dancing like a maniac. Mm-hmm. Silk out there humping the floor left to right. Uh, Keith Sweat doing so wait, his thing. Y'all keep saying Silk. I'm thinking Silk Sonic. Is there <laughs> is there another nickname Silk? Oh, well, there's, it's there's a whole three group. Silks. There's three <laughs> silks. You got obviously Silk Sonic. You got Silk the Shocker. 
<laughs> and, and you got silk. the R&B group, Silk. You ever oh, heard that silk. song called Freak Me, Baby? Oh, yeah. Come on, Dizzle. Freak. Come on, that's, that's, come on. That sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, man. So, I, so why, why, why are you doing that? I'm going to share a funny Silk story. So my uh, business partner and his wife are at the concert. Oh, yes. That's the only part I know that. I don't... <laughs> I don't want to... Yo, this not ring the bell. Hold on. Hold on. Keep it going. <laughs> Got you. I remember you don't even know the hook. Commercials. You only know the ad libs. That's one. That's one of them. This is what I call R and B fifty. Play this because slow jams. And that used to be the the clip that they would play. <laughs> Real quick about Silk and that song, man. Like that joint used to come on like in the middle school dances, and I remember the teachers would run up to the DJ booth like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, no, do not play that because the girls will get and yeah. Cats would be right behind them, not knowing what to do. The hula hoop dance. Yeah. You just holding on for dear life. Holding on for the ride. My business partner and his wife went to the show last night, or on Friday night, and they, after the show, went to go get something to eat over at TJ Chumps, hanging out, silk walk in. So they in there chilling with them. My business partner knows some business partners, and he ended up somehow the uh, lead singer of Silk, him and his wife, and the owner of the Palms, then opened the doors at like three in the morning, and they in there doing a full blown party and karaoke. It's like seven people, so <laughs> they ended up they ended up uh, karaokeing with uh, Silk and uh, the owner of the Palms until four in the morning. He sent me text at three o'clock, sending me pictures. I could tell how drunk he is, so it was good to see him out. Enjoying some time instead of always business, business, business. So, uh, but they had a great time. Oh, I wanted to ask you, kid, not to not to pour fuel on your fire, but we got to talk about this kid situation as well because mm-hmm. I got to know what's going on with this. Yeah, so this this kid situation got to be talked about. Oh my goodness! Real quick, one more thing on the uh, the Silk and Genuine and Keith Sweat show. The Thundercats was out. The Thundercats. Out. It was out there representing. Shouts out to all the Thundercats who was out there representing at the Silk Genuine. But y'all, I saw y'all. I salute y'all. y'all, y'all who's, the thunder, who's the Thundercats? <laughs> the ladies. Oh. The, the Thundercats. They was out there and they best. They tightest of outfits. Got you. Waist trainers yeah. on 10. Yeah. So them not the Cougars. That's above the Cougars. That's the yeah. next age bracket. This, this, this next level. This next level. You know what I'm saying? I saw. I definitely saw a few spaghetti straps getting ready to pop out. So <laughs> I definitely saw the spaghetti straps was out last uh, Friday night, <laughs> and it was a mixed crowd too. Mixed crowd, mixed crowd. A lot of lot of our uh, Caucasian brothers and sisters was out there as well, having a good time, man. So I love to see stuff like that, man. My my, my wife said that as well. She sent me a text mid show, like you wouldn't believe how many of them are here. <laughs> <laughs> Good times, man. Good times. But uh, so I don't even know the last time I talked about my car on the pod. Can y'all remind me? It's been three or four pods, if not longer, four or five pods. Okay, well, well, we'll do a quick little recap. So Mother's Day weekend, go home. That's back in May, as everybody knows. Go get an oil change, yada, yada, yada. Go home to Cleveland, see mom's. Uh, see my mother-in-law, everything like that. Everything's groovy. Everything's cool. Come back from that. Maybe like that week, my check engine light come on. I'm like, ah, that's not good. And me and the wife having a discussion. Should I take it to the normal spot that I take it to? Or should I take it to the dealership? She brings up a great point. Like, well, it's a check engine light. Uh, you had your engine replaced by them on their factory recall. You might as well take it to the dealership. And I was like, good point. So, boom, bang, pow, take it to the dealership. They said it's a, a sensor in the engine that's bad. All right, cool. Boom. 500 bucks. I'm like, all right, cool. Week later, go to drive the car on a uh, Saturday. We're about to, you know, go out around town, whatever, whatever, whatever. Check into light, come back on. Take the car back up there. They said it's another sensor light. 
but this one's only four hundred dollars. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> so get that replaced. Drive the car, drive the car, drive the car. Check engine light, come back home, go back up there. So now we like middle of June with this situation. Take it back up there. They're like, they give me the remarkable uh, phrase of, well, we're not going to charge you for uh, bringing it in. We'll look at it for free. Goddamn right you're going to look at it for free. Like, this is my third time bringing it up here. So they updated my uh, computer and my car. They ran a full reset. So after they do that, I'm rolling for the longest that I had for like a good two weeks. Check engine light come back on again. And the check engine light is coming on for a error code, uh, too rich and idle, whatever the hell that means. I don't know cars. So I take it up there again. After I want to say this is the 4th of July, 4th of July, check engine light come back on. So I take it up there that July 6th, July 6th, I take it up there. And it's been there ever since. It's been at the car dealership ever since. And the thing that's really making me upset and pissing me off is the lack of communication. Like, Mm -hmm. I can understand, like, you know, I I mean, I read, I understand that a lot of factories are operating at a slower pace because of COVID. A lot of people are laid off, and so they can't produce the parts that they need to. They don't have many employees or whatever, but they're not letting me know that. They're not Mm -hmm. telling me what's going on at all. They're just like, I'll get like a random text like, hey still working on your car like after a week and i'm like yo like i want to know some shit like at least every three days or something so like they basically couldn't figure out what was going on with my car after about a month they couldn't figure it out and i've been calling them getting the runaround getting sent to voicemail not getting any return phone calls everything like that so i go up there uh, what day was that? I guess this was uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. I go up there and I talk to the service manager. I'm like, what's going on with my car? He's like, yeah, we got to get an engineer from Kia of America to come in and take a look at it because we can't figure out what's wrong with your car. I was like, well, when would y'all going to call and tell me that? Like, y'all just going to leave me out here in limbo without a car, without anything? And every time I ask about like a loaner vehicle, they're like, yeah, we ain't got none. I'm like, what? Like, how ain't y'all got no loaner vehicles? I see a whole fucking car dealership full of cars. It's right. like, and y'all can't lend a nigga a vehicle for, until y'all fix my car? It's like, no, and uh, the only time that we give out loaner vehicles for free is when it's on a factory uh, recall. So even if they did have a loaner, I would have to pay for the loaner. I'm like, oh, hell no. Hell no. And uh, I don't know if I told y'all, my brother used to be like a regional manager for Enterprise. So he still got connects up there. So if I needed a rental car and wanted a discount, I just call my brother and get like, I want some shit for free because y'all got my shit for over a month. So basically he tells me like, yeah, it's going to be at least, at least two more weeks before a Kia engineer comes to Dayton to take a look at my car. So just to look at at it, just to look at it, not saying like he going to be able to fix it. And figure out what's going on. Like, ain't no telling how long that's going to take before they figure out what's wrong and how to fix it. So, at minimum, I'll be without my car for six weeks. So, prior to that, for my last convo with them, I was getting pissed off. So, I tweeted at them. And I tagged Kia of Dayton. And I tagged Kia of America on it. Kia of America reached out to me and said, hey, DM us your contact info. We would like to talk to you. Them niggas ain't hollered at the pimp. They ain't mm-hmm. hit me up. They ain't called me. They ain't tweeted back at me. They ain't slid in my DMs. They ain't did shit. So I was feeling pissed off. So I shot another uh, nice little Twitter message out to Kia of Dayton and Kia of America. And shots out to everybody who retweeted that joint. Got a little traction. Uh, not the traction that we needed to get any type of response, but... Basically, I'm calling them motherfuckers like every three days from now on, dude. Like, I'm just, mm-hmm. my goal is to nag them, annoy them, because I'm nagged and annoyed because I ain't got my motherfucking car. Right. That's crazy. Horrible, crazy. bro. And the worst part about it, I saw my car. I saw my car, man. <laughs> I saw my car just sitting there like. You going to help me, bro? You going to help me, bro? Like, where you been? <laughs> where you been? Like, yo, like. Yo, like, 
it is it's so bad because I was like, yo, man, like I'm sure a car just sitting there for weeks at a time isn't good. Like, I mean, I got my oil changed in May. Uh, haven't put gas in the car since I pro- since probably May because I haven't had it. Like that might be the same gas that's been in my gas tank since I drove back from Cleveland. Wow. Like I I mean I don't know I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I do know a car sitting in rain constantly. Like yo, that can't be good. Like for the brakes, you know what I'm saying? Like just water all the time and it's just like not moving. There's something called surface rust and brake rust and everything like that that a car is supposed to move. Like, so if it's just been sitting there for a month, like, like oh, it hasn't just been sitting here. Like, how the hell should I know that? Like, y'all could be telling me anything, bro. But I saw my car just sitting there, just like. I wonder I, why they didn't give me a loaner vehicle, though, because it's been times when my mom, she go to Kia Dayton. She, she don't be out for weeks. And if she out for even a couple of days, they got her a loaner joint. I don't know. You might like if, if you got like insurance, you might want to check with your insurance because they could have hey, something set up for you. If you want me to pull up in there with my wife beat her on and a bottle of hen dog, I go. <laughs> I just stand there and be that guy. Like, hey, you know what? Like you mentioned that. Uh my mom and Kenner mentioned uh getting some lawyers involved i'm like man i just want my motherfucking car man i just want my motherfucking car but it is starting to get to that point it is definitely starting to get to the point where like this is beyond absurd and they of course said like well you can always take it and uh like i was telling white guys like that's what they want me to do they want me to just say forget it give me my car and that's it i can't give them the satisfaction but what I did tell wifey, I was like, what we're going to do is I'm going to go pick up the car because I don't lose my place in line. So, like, I just I just don't want my car just sitting. Like, mm-hmm. even, like, I know the check engine light is on. I'm not going to be, like, driving, or you know, to Cleveland or Cincinnati in it. But, like, I'll drive it, like, to the grocery store or, like, to anywhere, like, like close and local that mm-hmm. I just don't want it sitting. You know what I'm saying? Thank goodness the wife allows me to use her other car to get to and from work and everything like that. I can use her car, but like, I just don't think my car should be sitting for that amount of time without it being moved at all. Like, you know, it's just, I, I'm pissed off, dog. And I'm just at a loss for like, why they not communicating with me, man. And I told him that. It's like, I'm sorry. They're, I'll reach back out to them. And of course, they haven't said anything since I've been up there. So I've God. never had. I've never had an experience that involved a car dealership that ultimately I could say, like, man, that was great. I, I get so much anxiety when I think about having to go to a car dealership because my luck is is somewhat of that. Like, I've always had the issue of uh, being told I was going to get something and not getting it, being told that I, they were going to do X, Y, and Z on my car that I just bought, nothing parts that we talked about in the buying process that need to be replaced and all oh, I'm gonna order that we'll get you in here nothing you know I called them for it I've had this car over a year I called them for the, about seven months and then I got frustrated enough where I just like literally like hey man fuck you and, and hung up on him like, <laughs> like like cuss dude smooth out and and done with him so I I feel your pain I feel for you and uh anything you need me to do man I I'm there so I help you out, man. So man, I know that's terrible, terrible feeling. Man, my, I mean, you you got a Kia. Yeah, and I'm terrified now. Shit, I'm, my little sensor came on, said check your little tire monitoring system. I'm like, oh shit, if I take it in there, I'm gonna like get this bitch back. <laughs> right. Know, I'm, I'm terrified. And, and I'm thinking to myself, like, thank goodness my car is paid off because think about it like this: like, what if I was still paying a car note? Like, I'd have paid uh, an entire month without even having it. So thank goodness thinking. my car is paid off. Like, yo. And they, like, they keep trying to be like, well, unless the check engine light is blinking, then it's really not that big of a deal. N- no. They don't have a check engine light for <laughs> any reason, dog. It's a reason the check engine light is on. There's a reason right. for that. This ain't right. like low tire pressure where like, ah, I'll get to it when I get to it. It's the fucking engine, bruh. The mm-hmm. whole shit. The whole shit mm-hmm. that makes the car go. The engine. No, bruh. I ain't playing that shit, bro. So, like yeah. I said, I'm going to go pick it up um, probably in the next couple of days, park it in my fucking driveway, drive it around when I feel like it, and just to make sure it's active because I 
quote unquote can't lose my space in line, so to speak. So it's some right. bullshit. Some yeah, bullshit. Man. So yeah, if anybody wanna uh help your boy out and retweet my shit, I pin it on my Twitter at one Cav Nash. Retweet that shit, share that shit, uh like that shit, all that shit. Shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, man. I don't know. You might have to make make some more calls, man. At least get them free consultations from them lawyers. They'll let you know if you got a case or not before they this, even get their hands this, into this, it. This my this my plan. I need Dizzle. I need you to take off your glass. I need you to let your dreads hang. I need you to let them hang. <laughs> Killer. I, I don't think I got any type of juice in terms of the. Uh, no, no, you got you can just. It's just the look. It's just okay. the look. Black man with dreads. Take off the glasses though. You I got some Timberlands. Yeah, I'm on my Timberlands. Kill, Killer, you come up there, wife beater status. I'm a holla at RDP, aka Boo That Man. You know he's a weightlifting machine. Y'all come up in there, wife beatered up. Just stand behind a, me. Just I'm stand behind blunt, me as I talk. A blunt in my ear, a Newport hanging out of my mouth. Just, <laughs> just, just waiting for it. <laughs> Y'all ain't just look intimidating and stand behind me the right. whole time yeah. and just inch yeah. closer every time you say some negative <laughs> shit. Right. I think that might work. I think that might yeah, be the play yeah. for us, man. Some just totally bogus, man. Right. But versus. Versus, versus, versus. Okay, so I'll start. I didn't watch versus between the locks and Dipset live. Who, well, did anybody see it live? I did. I watched about 75% of it live. I did about 10% live. I was going <laughs> in and out. While I was in Mexico, I watched some of it, and I, I've seen a few of the highlights live, but not the full from beginning to end. So on Tuesday when it went down, I was at UD Arena. Shouts out to the Syracuse alumni team. They won the TBT tournament, walked away with that million dollars. Coach Bayheim was in the building, got to enjoy that. A million, a million, a million. So as soon as that's over, they went on a buzzer beater. It was dope. We in the car, and I throw on verses. So only caught the last 30 minutes live. And just that last 30 minutes live, I was like, man, it looked like the locks is washing these niggas. But then the next day, I start seeing the memes roll in. I'm like, oh, it was that bad? It was that (laughs) bad? So, excuse me. So I started watching versus the replay of it all week long. And when I say that shit was a massacre, Mm. It was a. I mean, if you think Ludacris Nelly was a bludgeoning, this was tenfold, man. This got ugly, bad. What was Quick. y'all thoughts on versus? Um, for me, man, I was a uh, super impressed with the locks DJ. Um, he really uh, kept the the fire burning with the. He chose violence. You know, it just seemed like he chose violence. He he was out there just super turned, um, t- cleared the stage. It was a bunch of cussing. Like, the energy from start to finish was just, like, hilarious. Now, me as a person, I knew way more Dipset songs than I knew Lock songs just because I have never been Locks, Nas. Some of those people, like, the artists that I know are dope and, and, and earned their respect are just not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But I listened to way more Dipset songs over the years. But as this verses started, it literally made me like, I need to go listen to some more Locks music because how Kiss was just, Kiss was in control from start to finish. Um, talking shit. I mean, the Cameron joke right out the gate had me cracked up when they dropped the, uh, the Fuck You song. He was like, nigga, you don't live in New York, you live in Miami. <laughs> and then... And then they dropped the fuck you saw, man. It was just, man, it was, I loved it. Jim Jones fell off the stage. Ooh. I think, I think, I, I think uh, Jewel says Tedda and uh, Styles P was getting ready to fight and ruin the whole tour. Uh, he, he, he was in the lawn chair, like, kicking at him when he was pulling at his feet. And somebody had to save that from getting, like, out of control. Like, it, yeah. was, it was just a bunch of that energy going on. And I, I, I thought it was hilarious. It was great. Yeah, I think from what I from what I seen, like I said, I only seen a few bits, and then I seen the shit online, just like the recap. Uh, Jadakiss stole the show, man. Jadakiss, 
Right, right. He the only rapper to go two and zero in verses. Nah, both he, body bags. He's four and zero. Four? <laughs> what was the other two? He beat Fab, my guy. He beat Cam. He beat Jim. Uh. He beat Jim Wells. <laughs> Fuck that. He five and zero. He, he beat Freaky Ziki as well. He All five right. and zero in verses. I mean, that shit was a whitewash, man. I mean, it it, it was. It was dope, man. It was it was fun. It was dope, and I could only imagine watching it live because I caught everything the entire joint on the replay. And the crazy thing about it, I don't know, Killer. Uh, you probably could speak to this a little bit better, but a lot of those Cameron songs seem dated. I said that to the wife. I said I enjoyed this like Cameron Dipset era much. Like in my early twenties, than I do now. Like I didn't enjoy, like hearing some of those songs again and just how it was presented. I felt like if it, it, yeah, it was time capsuled. It had became time capsuled into a uh, couple hot summers in my life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it just wasn't. It wasn't like you hear crush on you. You you always no matter what's going right. on. That's that's going to bring back some energy in your life. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't. It wasn't. I wasn't getting that from. A lot of a lot a lot of the music, to be honest. I mean, a lot of a lot of the Dipset stuff was just it felt it felt time capsuled in my life. Like I, I enjoyed it then, but not so much now. I will say, Jim, Jim held his own. Jim Jones held his own because when he did Fly High, they was rocking. That shit mm-hmm. still knocked. But I mean, it was just something about Deluxe and their energy. I mean, shouts out to my dude Mo. He pointed out something to me. And our RDP boo that man, uh, that Kiss and Styles are on Band from TV, the song Band from TV from Nori's first album. Mm-hmm. And he said, Y'all niggas never did shit like this, where they trading bars back to back and they on the same track. But Cameron is on that song. So they use a song that Cam is on against them. Like, <laughs> like, yo. Like it just it just seemed like it just seemed like somebody was prepared for the test and somebody wasn't. Just just mm-hmm. saying, man, I go to class every day. I'll be straight. And they got a big fat F. While the locks, I was listening to Sheik, his interview on Sway. He said, Yeah, we was uh practicing for like a couple weeks for this, like about two or three weeks. You know, we went over everything that we was gonna do and how we was gonna do it. And we even got a call from Diddy. And he was like, yo, do do some of y'all freestyle shit, too. Do some of the mixtape songs, too. Don't just stick to, you know, the album cuts. Go to the to the mixtape shit, too. And they threw in some mixtape songs. And something for verses, man. The streets, man. The streets be winning. Streets mm-hmm. be winning, dog. Like, yeah. Ludacris took it to the streets on Nelly 1. Jada took it to the streets on Fab and One. And this time the locks took it to the streets and stayed in the streets and demolished Dipset. It was it was crazy. Yeah. The energy I, different. I, big different. Once they went to the mixtape shit, that that's that stole the show. And then when Dipset tried to say the locks didn't have no R and B shit or they didn't have no and, and they ran off three or four bangers and then kids like nigga, we got Grammys and y'all got grams. Like nigga. Mm. <laughs> He was, I mean, man. Let's talk I, about it. Yeah, he, he, they was definitely, definitely, definitely uh, entertaining. Kiss, Kiss after the show had a whole Kobe moment in the locker room. He out there doing pull-ups on the, in the middle of the New York streets. I mean, they was out there looking like, nigga, we made it. You know what I'm saying? They just, yeah. they, they, they literally, it, it, it was funny to see New York booing Dipset. Like, wow. I, like, I think Cam got booed. I think a few times and it was just you know just that whole the whole new york vibe that night was how i imagined new york to be you know what I'm saying? and there's so many things about this that we can get into we'll be here all day but something mm-hmm. i do want to touch on and killer you've been in this position where you've dj'd events where there's performances and there's a million niggas on the motherfucking stage <laughs> please please talk about it so I have noticed over the years that when people come up to you as like me as a DJ or any DJ and like, you know, play my shit or, you know, check out my shit. It's a pack of their friends that 
no matter what, is ready to turn the fuck up on this particular moment. So everybody, it seems like, especially back on some of those older shows we did and in, 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 in over the years, when, when we was really had a big show run here in this city, it seemed like every week, more and more people showed up with more and more people. So like the, mm-hmm. the four or five openers might have 20, 30 people with them trying to stand on stage at every show. And for me, it got to a point where, you know, we had to literally do some clearing the stage because artists would be trying to flag you, start the song, and you can't see over all the six, eight niggas in front of you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it, it definitely be a thing where, you know, everybody kind of wants that, you know, everybody likes the stage, whether whether, whether yeah. you really want that stage life or whether you sit back and admire the stage, everybody at some point, you know, will take a chance to get on the stage when they can. So you might not want to be the star, but you still like the stage. And that's what it feels like. Everybody just wants to be around the stage. Hate it. Hate it. Man, when they said clear the stage and nobody moved, bruh. (laughs) They had had that, he ain't talking to me face. Like, I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to be here. Like, everybody not supposed to be on that stage, man. And I get it, man. There's certain people that get access. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, DNY, you know, the, the... the creators of the Rough Riders, of course they get to be on stage. They damn nephew is the creator of Versus, or one of the creators of Versus with Swiss Beats and everything. Of course they deserve to be on stage. Of course, you know, a couple of members of Dipset, then, you know what I'm saying, the business managers and everything deserve to be on stage. But the randos, it was too many randos. And it was one particular rando, and I'm going to call him out by his outfit. This nigga had a mm-hmm. McDonald's leather jacket on, nigga. And I hate that nigga. I don't know that nigga, but I hate that nigga. Because he that's was just probably, up that's there. A shooter. That's the nigga that's going <laughs> to buck off if somebody jump on stage. <laughs> He's supposed to be there. You might be right. But when they showed a pan of the crowd, when you saw Taj Gibson in the crowd, you saw Melo in the crowd, you saw Fat Joe in the crowd, and these randos is on stage like they somebody's like get off the fucking stage man yeah, i yeah. that is just like a pet peeve of mine and i know dealing with it because of the couple shows that the radio station has done before like that that that's what happens like yeah they just with me and then it just turns in that 8 9 10 15 20 mfs on stage and only one person got a microphone exactly. like what what are y'all doing here dog y'all ain't even being the hype man Y'all just... They talking. They watching the show from the other side. <laughs> That's all they really be doing. Like At least stand to the side, bruh. I've seen, out of all the shows I've ever done, I've seen very few herds of, like, camps where they actually, like, had a purpose. And, like, you know, they, they wanted you to get hype on the hook. Or they want, like, most of the time it's like, yo, we got up here, dog. I can't believe it. Look, look <laughs> at her. Look at her. You know, and You're it's just small talk. Yeah, it's just small talk on the stage. Like y'all could do that anyway. Get off the fucking stage. <laughs> what were some of y'all favorite memes from this whole versus? Jim Jones Man. falling off the stage <laughs> and then claiming that he dove off the stage. Why? Why you lying? Off the <laughs> yeah. They had the "Why you lying?" playing and uh, what's the dude's name? I can't think of the dude's name that I got the. You <laughs> got the laugh, the internet laugh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I enjoy seeing the um. They said I think it was something like Jada Kiss out here collecting versus stones like Thanos or whatever. That was uh that was pretty funny. Had him posed up. Um, definitely uh they they I saw something that had like uh some wire pictures like they was bringing up some some wire memes kind of infiltrating them in with uh some of the some of like the how the wire memes were famous and then they made them into these versus Jada Kiss type memes. But Kiss, Kiss throw the show on the memes. I mean, it was all about Kiss on the memes. MVP. I think my favorite one is <laughs> Joel Santana looking like a goofball when you said they ain't have records for the ladies, but they did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he just right. sat there with the, the goofy face. One thing I say about Cam, he got off his circle. Like, he got, definitely was rattled, bruh. And, mm-hmm. I mean, because you got to think, man, Cam is known to be that guy. Like, he's like the leader of the dip set. He's always known for being the funniest dude, the coolest dude in the room at all times. And to see Jadakiss 
be cooler, be funnier than him. I think that took him off his circle. I think that knocked him off. And another thing about the locks, which made that shit dope, is they were each other's hype men. Like, yo, when when Styles is rapping, you know, Jada's hyping him up. When when Sheik is going, uh, Kiss is hyping him up. Like, it was a collective unit. But I've been to a Jim Jones show. I've been to a Cam show. Freaky Zeke is the hype man for eat all three of them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, that energy wasn't being brought from Cam to boost up Jewel's or vice versa and everything like that. I know Jewel's tried to get it going at the end, but by then it was just a little too late for them to to bring that energy, man. And the energy that the, the locks brought was just next level, man. It, it was mm-hmm. one of my favorite verses of all time, man. That was a good time, man, for sure. Yes, sir. All right, man, it happened. Melo. He's a Laker. Mm. So how you Laker, feeling? You're a Lakers fan. Sound like you got some merch to buy. <laughs> uh, wrong. I, I think wrong. you said on the pod, I think you said you was going to have to get something if you went there, didn't you? Uh, Did you say that? Uh, never. <laughs> Let me say that. Let me go that. find that clip. Let me go find Let, it. Yeah, if you find it, there's a, there's a prize in it for you as well. Uh, <laughs> let me say this. I do not like the Los Angeles Lakers nor do I like Lakers fans. And this is not a LeBron thing. has absolutely nothing to do with LeBron. I was mad that LeBron went to the Lakers because they're the Lakers, and I don't fuck with the Lakers. I didn't like the Lakers when LeBron and AD. I didn't like the Lakers with Kobe and Gasol. I didn't like the Lakers with Kobe and Shaq. I didn't like the Los Angeles Lakers with Magic freaking Johnson. I don't rock with the Lakers. (laughs) But... Melo is one of my favorite players of all time. I will not be rooting for the Los Angeles Lakers to win a championship. But if they do, if the Lakers win a championship, I will be happy for my dude, Melo. So who are you rooting for? I'm rooting for the Cavs, nigga. I'm pulling the home team. This nigga just making up teams. I'm back to the home team. Gotta go with the Lakers. Man, I I do. I don't like the Lakers. The only way I will root for the Lakers is if they play the Nets. Like, like be out here vocally. Like, let's go. Like, that's the only (laughs) way. Like, that's the only way. Like, I'll watch, of course, because it's my dude. I want him to win. But, like, rooting, buying merch, that ain't happening. Definitely not buying no merch. I ain't even buy no Portland merch. Like, no, I had some New York Knicks merch. I had some different Nuggets merch, but nah, but nah, nah, I, this, I, I, I'm disappointed. I'm mad. This team has a chance to, uh, you know, really be a team that is okay with leaving Marcus as the starter. Like that, that's the funny part. Like they, they are filling the roster from the, from the front end. <laughs> And and we got Marcus and Dwight Howard as your big man, so it's like that just seemed like uh, I'm I'm not sure about the Ken Bazemore thing. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm not a huge the hugest Kent Bazemore fan. He has like ten hot games a year, um, but uh, I would I would like to see a few more things. But they've done so much already. It's a whole new you know. I like yeah. the Malik Monk and, and Malik Monk that's, and Kendrick Nunn additions. Yeah, those those two pickups are uh, are are quality. I just wish they would uh went a little younger on the on the uh post. <laughs> they said uh what's his name? Malik Monk is J.R. Smith 2.0. Same <laughs> player for real. But nah man, I, I'm in love with it, bro. It make every year it seemed like well, every off season I'd be feeling like, oh, this upcoming season about to be exciting. This shit about to be dope. And it's been dope the last few seasons, man. A lot of young players. Y'all get a whole new team every year, though. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. A whole, like a whole, a whole eight to ten new players. You got a lot of career. You got a lot of Hall of Famers that got shit still to prove. You know, we saw what Chris Paul, you know, was able mm. to do, um, knowing that he has something to prove. Mello, Westbrook, more than anybody, uh, got got something to prove this upcoming season, and they ain't got no excuses. So it's gonna be. Uh, I know Melo's already in the lab. He seemed like he stay in the gym. Westbrook gonna have to get his jumper in the shape. But yeah, man, LeBron too. LeBron still got something to prove. He's still chasing goat status at this point. So that's why I fucks with you, Dizzle. 
That's why I fucks with you. I, hey, I hold my niggas accountable, bro. That's why I fucks with you, because you hold motherfuckers accountable. I fucks with you, because a lot of these motherfuckers just, <laughs> just, just crowning MFs left to right because of a crossover and say they the next coming. Like, yo, they got to earn this, man. So, Dizzle, I fucks with you. I appreciate that. I still can't root for the Lakers because I can't stand the Lakers. But if Melo get one, I definitely will be happy for my dude. But it, it it's... It is paining me that he's playing for the Los Angeles Lakers. I was I was hoping, but I mean, like he he has to get a ring, and there's no yeah. other avenue for him to get a ring. Like if it went to the Brooklyn Nets, I'd have been pissed in too. So I guess there's no no pleasing me to be perfectly honest. Like, <laughs> who's the so. Lakers starting five gonna be? Not Gasol. Don't say that again, bro. Don't speak that to the world. So, so then who? No. Dwight. Nah, AV gonna have to buckle up, nigga. You seven foot. Get your ass on the block, nigga. He you're, you're right, but he ain't gonna do it. It's gonna exactly. be it's gonna be Dwight, AD, Bron, Russ, Baysmore, and then Melo and Monk off the bench. That's I it. think Melo Melo. THT ain't getting no love. That's man, you know, I make fun of my dude Tim all the time because he's a truly a Los Angeles Lakers fan and a LeBron fan, so he just is in his happy zone with this. But uh, all preseason, THT, THT, I'm telling you, THT. That nigga got no TikTok. <laughs> sit your ass down. Sit your G League ass down, nigga. He ain't getting no burn. He started. I don't think they're going to start Dwight, man. Dwight is an off the bench center at this point in his career, which is not a bad thing. But AD going to have to be at the five. Then we got LeBron, THT, Russ. Hold on, I'm missing somebody. Goddamn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got you got Carmelo, you got Ariza, you got Baysmore, you got Wayne Ellington, THT. Dwight Howard, Marcus Saul, LeBron, Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, Russ Shit. Westbrook. I don't even know that. Kendrick Nunn, Kendrick Nunn, another good quality pickup. Yeah, I'm not, like that's what I want to see. I want to see the who's going to be the starting five coming out the gate and what it's going to look like because you know it's it's really it's really you know three to five players that's going to carry this team you know night in and night out and you know. There's going to be one or two players on the floor that really could be any one of us or any human that's out there. Like, it, they're not going to really be involved like the other three or four. So, I I, I don't think it really matters. But that's kind of why I asked that because I don't think I don't think they care and I don't think it matters because the bulk of the team is going to be what's driving this this ship. So, the LeBron, the AD, the Melo, the Russ. What's you know, we, we – Part of fucking, uh, Vogel fucking up last year was him not having the whole season and still couldn't find the right lineup. Like, he still was mm-hmm. t- tinkering with minutes at last games of the playoffs. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping he get it together because this roster is probably one of those rosters to where at any point Kendrick Nunn can start getting hot, Malik Monk can start getting hot, and there's only so many minutes to go around. Right. Mm-hmm. They fucked up last season by not playing Caruso more minutes. Like, he should have been starting. They should have just said, fuck it, man. Like, fuck all that. Uh, uh, he's our off-the-bench scorer. You should have put KCP and Caruso in the starting lineup in the backcourt and just said, fuck it. Like, those are two dudes that can actually shoot on the team mm-hmm. and just put them out there with LeBron. But uh, we're going to save that for the fourth quarter. But, well, y'all getting blown out. So, now what? Like, exactly. that was stupid. That was stupid. They should have just put Caruso out there. And now Caruso caught him a light little bag out where he went to the Bulls, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caught him a nice little bag. Shouts out to Caruso. Uh, So, new music. Are you going to talk about you? USA getting gold? Oh, shit. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Everything's good now. Everything's kosher, right? Yeah. There didn't even got to be a lengthy discussion because we – you already know how I felt, bro. KD <laughs> – KD stepped up. He did what he was supposed to do. Carried carried the team to victory. And I and I watched that last game, and he was the only one that was truly just balling. Yeah. So you know, shout outs to Team USA. Came through. Shout outs to the women's team too. That women's yeah. team got gold as well. Um, but yeah, great. if there's anything that we supposed to do is get gold in basketball. True. Every, yeah, every year. 
They they said no excuses. <laughs> I think I think they they showed a stat where gold medal games KD had thirty. I think the last two gold medal games he had thirty in 2016, 30 and twenty. I'm uh yeah twenty twelve twenty sixteen, and uh it was uh it, it was like how you 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 knew they had to do this, but I was not confident until I saw that third quarter score and was like okay. Cause Draymond was friends, talking to you after the game. Oh yeah, Dray, yeah, Draymond. I, I, I was in the Kendrick Perkins bag. I was uh, I was <laughs> one of them. I, I was not fucking with this because I just feel like that basketball as a whole, you know, USA be- dominated this shit because basketball wasn't a really a global sport. You know, David Stern and all them had the dreams of making this thing a bigger, bigger than just American basketball, and they kind of brought that whole international flavor to the league where you knew a top 10 pick was going to be somebody you never heard of, you never seen before, you know. And that has grown to now where these countries got, they got 20-year-olds that's been hooping. You know, they, they've been, they grew up with the ball like we did. So I think that whole just having that type of worldly connection to the game, the USA can't stay at the top like we expect them to forever because these players are – you know, playing in a worldly sport now. So I just felt like the dominance and like the walking in there knowing you got it, that's just out the window. You got to earn this shit now because yeah. half the teams you play, I mean, France had eight NBA players. You know what I'm saying? So it's, uh, it's just it's just the expectation from when we were younger to now. Uh, it's gonna it's, it's not it's not given. It's gonna be earned. They was out there just enjoying. You know, enjoying the Olympics and oh yeah, let me go get this gold medal real quick and we're right. gonna enjoy the town and <laughs> kick it here, kick it there. Like that shit is a uh, you got you got top tier NBA players, you know, playing in a lot of these teams. So for sure. Also, we got a shout out to Ozzy Felix. She got eleven medals in her mm-hmm. Olympic career, the most decorated track and field athlete in U.S. history, man. She won another gold. The other night, man, came along with the bronze, too. So she's out here balling, man. I got to say, Nikes probably feel real stupid right now. What the hell is that noise? Y'all hear that? Is that That's Dizzle. That's Dizzle. Oh. I heard somebody was calling me. Oh. <laughs> it's like somebody is, like, balling up paper. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I don't... Is that me messing with my naps? God damn. So. <laughs> All right, let me by the microphone. Oh <laughs> shit, that was. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, need some moisturizer. I... <laughs> Sound like them naps is making a lot of noise. Alice Felix <laughs> defeated by naps. Hey, no, shout to Carl Lewis though, talking big shit though. He was a. Uh, I I personally feel like the the like the the relays and. Some of the track events that we've dominated, you know, it was a lot of uh, first time, you know, Bahamas and I think the, mm-hmm. the dude won 100. I think they won male and female, I want to say. But uh, you just expect certain things to be, you know, with the Usain Bolt run and the Tyson Gaze and Jason Gatlins and just all the big names we've had over the years. Um, Michael Johnson, like you just expect the USA to be in all this shit. And it was a couple of events where, you know, four by one didn't even make it past the semis. You know, it was it it's was a the couple. dudes. It's the dudes. Yeah. Let's keep it funky. It's the dudes. It's yeah. the dudes. And I watched an interview, and one of the guys on the the four by one hundred team, he was trying to make excuses, trying to more or less blame it on the U.S. coaching staff and everything like that. But in the same breath, the women, they do perfectly fine. The women mm-hmm. always medal. Always like think about to what was it? Was it Rio or whatever the last Olympics was? Rio, where they got bumped and dropped the baton. They the women knew the rules to pick up the baton and finish the race so they could contest it. And then eventually they got back in it and they eventually won the gold. But these niggas they can't even get the baton around. And when they do get it around, they slow as hell and they Mm -hmm. try to blame it on somebody else. Like your counterparts, your female counterparts seem to get the shit right, and they're coached by the same people. They're in the same organization as you. So you can't blame it on them. You gotta put the blame on yourself. Y'all didn't yeah. run fast enough. Y'all didn't yeah. get the pound around fast enough. So I think that is bogus, man. Shouts out Definitely. to the women for getting it done, man. Yeah, for sure. They, uh, in a lot of sports, too. 
Facts, <laughs> facts, facts, facts. So new new music. Nas dropped King Disease 2. I'm on my second listen through. So far, so good. Hooked back up with Hit Boy, Dizzle's Boy. Uh, and mm-hmm. Nas, I think we found the perfect lane for you, the perfect producer for you. This is exactly what you should be doing the rest of your career. I fucks with it. Has anybody listened to it? I have I have uh, started listening to it. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll listen to the song with M and EPMD. Woo! Just because uh, I've always wanted like to see Nas featured M. You know, I can pause my world for five minutes to check that out. So I did I the world stop. want that though? Was that something niggas wanted back in the day? Hell yeah! Yeah, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think learns you, man. Yeah, Nas and Eminem was uh, definitely something that you know, like wait, or wait, who? Let me listen to this right now. So that sounds like some raisins in the potato salad type of meal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a combo I wanted or need or gotta hear. But I, I, I'm about to show my age a little bit, and I don't even care. So I watched this Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis interview on Breakfast Club. And they got a whole album that came out. So I'm like, let me just see. Because this album got to be at least produced well. If nothing else, they got to be produced well. So it's a nice, you know, collective of, like, a lot of the artists they work with. They have Mary J on there. They got a song with Mariah Carey, with Voice to Men, with Usher. So it's a, like, couple, it's, it's, it's a quality, you know, old head, wedding style music. But I was just checking that out and was thoroughly impressed. They got some some nice tracks on there. So that's something, you know, if you outside your hip hop and, you know, want to get into some R&B in the morning or something, check that out. The vibes. So has anybody heard a bootleg copy of Donda? No. Uh, the YouTube ones, I have. All of the snippets. Not of this new stuff that he's been doing live, but I there's old Dondas and old uh, Yandis. Of like all snippets and unreleased joints just put together, but um, I watched that I, live event and I turned that right back off. I was oh! gonna say, I was gonna say, I, I was expecting it. that. I blame the internet because I didn't catch wind of the second one until it was pretty much over. But all I caught wind of was the meme. It said like Kanye was like, like putting the a spell on the Mercedes Benz Stadium, running in a circle. And when I saw that shit, it made me not want to check it out. I was like, I'm not interested. <laughs> so I'll wait till it's like catching a little bit more buzz and really out, out. But I haven't, uh, I haven't, uh, haven't heard anything on it really. So have y'all honest. been checking for this album at all? No, I have, and I, I didn't think it was gonna drop when he first came out with the date, and they got Justin LaBoy as the PR for the album, which is, I don't know how he got that, but he don't want to keep coming up with the updates. Um, and I knew it wasn't going to drop this second time around, but when I, when I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, one song may sound all right. And then another song, I'm like, what the hell? This, this sound trash. Next song come, it's trash. So I just turn it off. I ain't lit. I haven't watched a full, I've watched more of, him not on stage and it just being a blank screen or in this case they were showing his bed in the middle of the stadium i've watched more of that than the actual event like the music is i don't know it don't sound good to me i've watched absolutely none of this shit and when i see the memes i keep it pushing because this shit is just ugh ugh i ain't got no words for it man ugh give me the music Folks are on eBay selling bags of air for like a thousand dollars, and folks are bidding on it, man. People are fucking stupid. <laughs> Plain <laughs> and simple. Like bags I heard, I heard the verse that's allegedly on there from Jay Z, which is fire. Um, I've heard the Lock song, which is fire, and I've heard a verse that Pusha T is on. What I say about all those, all the verses are tight. I mean. Think, look who we're talking about. Look who's rapping. Of course, they're going to be tight. But all the beats sound exactly the same. They're like that monotone, monochrome type of beats and everything like that, which is fine, which you can get off. You know what I'm saying? But if a whole album is like that, I won't be listening. I'll give it the good one listen. And if it ain't nothing catching my ear, I'll move on to the next. 
like what was the one album that had like Life of Pablo? Like that had like so many different releases. I don't know what is what. Uh, uh, Yeezus. Like it's so many albums that he's dropped or hasn't dropped. I don't know what's what. I'll just stick to the college dropout, good life, uh, beautiful twisted dark fantasy. <laughs> Y'all can have the rest of that bullshit. Y'all can have it. I'm cool. I'm straight. That's just where I'm at with it. Yeah, and this is just he got to release it one of these days because he keep doing these events and then not releasing it is making the I feel like the hype was at its peak after the first one after the first event. If he would have dropped it, niggas would have been hyped for it. Or, you know, but the second one doing the same thing, it's like, all right, it's getting old now. If he do a third event, I'm I'm not tuning in. But I'm going to just wait for the drop. And I'm going to check it out. It says 25 songs. That's oh, that takes to the Master P days. <sighs> and then he got <laughs> so many features. It's, I don't know, man. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> I view that we'll as see. You can sounds. have you can have the best features in the world when that production, like like you said, if 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 seven eight songs in, I'm I got you know five beats that sound the same, I get really discouraged. So if it's gonna be the same type of vibe, song in song out, I ain't gonna make it nowhere near twenty five. <laughs> that. All right, killer. Would there be a song that you can play at a wedding or at a club? There's always something that the internet will make. You know, it don't even have to be a good song. It could be, it could be something that happened funny that the internet decides this gonna be the moment, and and people are gonna want to, you know, hey, play that because of the internet. I don't. It's Kanye. He a genius musically. Um, I I do say that about Kanye. I just feel like sometimes geniuses, you know, they reach for that genius shit too much instead of just. Like like doing what got you to that point. Like I'm okay with. I would much rather hear Kanye say, "I'm about to redo this college dropout album and call it 2.0." And you know, I would get excited for that versus him trying to create something new every time. Like I want the old Kanye back. <laughs> Ain't happening. Ain't <laughs> right. Right. Well, there it is. Another episode of You Can't Make This Up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Hey, Dizzle. We out till next week. Peace. Peace.